when y'all hear that sound, y'all already know what we here to do. Y'all already know what we gathered here today on this Good Friday to do, honey. I'm turned up. Let me just say that. I'm turned up. I don't know what type of podcast y'all gonna get. I don't know what level of profanity I'm going to give. Hold up. I gotta take a sip. My voice is so scratchy. I'm so sorry. These damn allergies. I have to go back to the allergies because I cannot do the podcast with this scratchy ass voice. I don't know how it comes across to y'all, but just talking is driving me crazy. Like my voice, my throat is so super, super, super scratchy with this goddamn allergies. Like I cannot take it. It's really driving me crazy. But nevertheless, child, what we gonna do? We always do. We gonna pussy pop right on through this thing. So welcome back. Come one, come all, new listeners, old listeners. I I got a whole speech for you listeners, but just give give me a minute. Let me get into the thing. So welcome back, episode sixty. Y'all wait. What a milestone. And I know I just got super loud, but what, honey? What? Look at us. I'm just thrilled. I can't even. Episode what, girl? <laughs> yes, bitch. I'm so happy to be the episode 60. Okay, like, I know that don't mean shit to y'all. Because some of y'all podcasts, like, on episode 200. And y'all just getting thousands and thousands of listeners and viewers and all type of shit. But, listen, episode 60 for me. I am very excited about that that makes me really happy because i don't know guys i just i started it last year and (laughs) i just ain't even know where this shit was gonna end up but we here so i am happy this this whole week well i won't say the whole week but maybe like from wednesday tuesday or wednesday hold up y'all i'm i'm really sorry about this water breaks every five minutes i really am Okay, here we go. So, I'll say since maybe Tuesday or Wednesday. I never really realized that people fuck with the Cake Dish Podcast. I'm going to be honest. Like, I come in here, I do my podcast. It's for me. It's therapeutic for me. And y'all just happen to tune in. I like it. I love it. I appreciate it. But I didn't really realize, like, the magnitude in which people fuck with me. Because, excuse me. That is so ghetto. Oh, my God. I'm making an appointment tomorrow to see the damn allergies because I cannot do this. I'm so, I'm just frustrated with, like, how I think I sound. So, y'all tell me if I sound any different to y'all. I'm going to try not to clear my throat no more because to me, that's real ghetto. But So, yeah, I didn't realize people really fuck with me and fuck with this podcast like that. Um, But I know that I've just been going hard. I've been going hard with promoting, posting my podcast on like all the directories, joining different Facebook groups, posting like my podcast incessantly on my Instagram, Facebook groups, Twitter, just everywhere. If you click on my page, with the exception of my personal um, Facebook, then that's what you're going to see. And I guess I just haven't really been paying attention to the results, but my focus has really been on the work. And, um, but I guess just earlier this week, I just been getting so much feedback from people and it's just all positive. Like people telling me that they really like my podcast. People I don't know. 
Because, see, it's different when you don't know. Because, like, my best friend telling me she liked the podcast, I I want my best friend to like the podcast. But she's my best friend. I expect her to like the goddamn podcast. But when it's, like, strangers and goddamn bumfuck Alabama somewhere and they like your podcast and they tune into your shit weekly and, like, when y'all know how I am with the Monday episodes, for some reason, the Monday episodes... Ever since I switched the schedule from Tuesday to Thursday to Monday and Friday, something about that Monday episode just does not freaking work. Like, I promise, it just seems like it's always a freaking issue with the Monday episode. And I'm really trying to get better with it. But, um, yeah, I just seen people like, it was a few people reached out to me like, no Monday episode? And to me, that was like a first because I didn't think people gave a fuck. Like, I didn't think people was really, you know, checking for my episodes like that. So, when shit didn't go good on Mondays, I felt like, okay, ain't nobody really checking for it. It's cool. But now I kind of feel like a level of responsibility because I guess I have like a, like a fan base a little bit. I don't know. I don't really, I don't want to call it that. But I have people who like the podcast. So, it just really registered to me in reading the comments in these groups that I'm in and people are like oh my god I like the, I love that episode I like this episode I tuned in I binge watched I binge listened rather to XYZ's it's made me feel really good and people who know me personally know I just, I've been going through some things as we all have let me let me start there it's not exclusive to me we all have but um but just to see that it just felt really good and I've always taken my podcast seriously, but it really just motivated me to step my shit up. And it really just motivated me like, okay, while this is my hobby and I'm like having a lot of fun with my hobby, it's time to continue stepping my damn hobby up and just continue elevating. So I just appreciated the um, continue as support. And the people who are actually listening and subscribing and following, like, that shit just blows my mind. It just makes me feel really good inside. So, thank you guys. And I have to shout out um, Trap Suit Podcast. They posted the Kate Dish on their Instagram. They are rapidly growing. Their show is super, super, super dope. Um, just two guys out there in Cali. Shout out to Peter Alexander and Danny Boss. And they're just whole dynamic of the way they structure their podcast is just so raw to me like it's just super interactive it damn near looked like a I don't want to say a powerpoint presentation but they just structure it really well to like it's just super interactive you can see what they're talking about they posting bullet points and screenshots like I don't know I was all into it so shout out to them I do appreciate the um the shout out that was really sweet what they put on their Instagram about the Cadish podcast. So, all right, what what we want to get started, man? Um, should we do insecure first? Cause I feel like it's kind of a lot on this list, and I don't want to not get to insecure. So let's get to insecure. Okay, insecure's uh, episode. I do not know, but the one from this past Sunday. Whew, y'all. Let me take a sip. It's going to be long. I do not like Molly. 
I'ma just go on out there and say, although I will say the bitch is serving looks. And if we know any TV show or movie, the villain always serves looks. Have you noticed that Cruella DeVille? To a look, bitch. Go look at any any of them. Regine on Living Single, the shadiest one, the one that'll take him in. The one who's only going after the rich niggas serve looks, bitch, every episode, period. Period. Them damn villains, them damn shady characters, Tony Child's own girlfriends, looks. Molly serving goddamn looks. And Molly been serving looks since the beginning of this season. And I think it's on purpose because Molly is kind of like elevating and her whole style is elevating with her because that whole ain't never been that well put together. She They doing the Lord's work over there on Insecure, honey. But aside from that, I don't like her. I do not like Molly. I'm, oh, my God. I do not like her. Because Molly reminds me of a friend that I once had who felt like she could do absolutely no wrong period but she could see the wrong in everybody else and i think that's why i just don't like molly because she reminds me so much of like this former friend and it's like okay bitch you so perfect you don't do nothing wrong go your ass over there with your toxic ass and be perfect and toxic over there like i cut her ass off it was so that's why i guess molly character is just so triggering for me okay but um even her therapist told her was that this episode or the last one? I can't remember. But it was like, do you want to be in relation or do you want to be right? And that is so true. Sometimes when you have friends or have family, I'm not saying sugarcoat shit, but sometimes the argument is just not worth the result. Like, y'all about to fall out because you just want to be right. Like, no, child, you, I, I would be like, girl, you got it. Just for the sake of just agreeing and disagreeing and just stop talking about it. Like, I don't want to talk about it no more. But Molly is one of them people she just always has to be right. So, y'all know when I do the insecure reviews, child, I jump around. So, I'm all over the place. Okay. So, Lawrence and Issa. Ugh. I'm not. I'm not here for it. I want Issa to get her some new dick. But if we gonna recycle dick, where is Daniel? Since we... Going back and forth between old dick that you done had. Okay, cool. Can Daniel enter the chat? If I want to see somebody naked and hunching and grinding, it would be Daniel. Oh, fine. Just, whew. That's just a whole nother bitch. I think about Daniel. I got to go get the vibrator out. We got to bring the big boy vibrator out too. When them damn sex scenes about Daniel come along. Because why does he look like that? And is it me like Daniel said scenes? He was like giving it up. Oof. Okay. Let's stay on task, honey. Let's stay on task. <laughs> but it's a girl. Lawrence is not it. And I already could see how this is about to go. I think Lawrence took the job in what it was, San Francisco. I think he about to take the job, move away, and it's gonna get more complicated than it needs to be. I think Issa, Issa and Lawrence have been here before. I know it feels right. Because we were rooting for them season one. But honey, I'm I'm good. Like, I'm good. Issa done glowed up. Hell, Lawrence done glowed up. So, I don't know. But on the other hand, it's like they both have went, experienced other people, dated other people. So, that's usually how the shit work. 
you and your ex break up you go do your thing he go do his and then y'all come back after i guess y'all sold y'all royal oats or whatever honey i don't know but they is bumping and grinding getting it on Issa over there working and having sex in between and oh girl it's just all kind of shit um Issa asked Lawrence what is this I hate that question I think when I was younger I was a very um what are we type of girl and I'm, I'm not that old I'm only 28 but when I was younger okay um, yeah, I wanted to know. I was very specific with it. Like, I want to know what this is. Da, 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 da. And it was not until I feel like niggas started asking me that question that I realized how annoying and off-putting it may be. So now I'm I'm more or less like a go-with-the-flow type of girl. Uh, if I do want to know what we up to, I will kind of find a, a different way to to frame it versus, so what is this? But Issa asked, Lawrence was like, I cut it off with Condola. But my heart is telling me, and if you're a fan like I'm a fan, something is in the water with Condola. You're not telling me that she was blowing up Lawrence's phone the episode before last. He never showed up. Um, she want to talk and then nothing becomes of it. No, I think Condola's pregnant. I already do. I thought that when I first seen that episode with Lawrence and Issa hanging out and Condola was texting Lawrence, I think she's pregnant. Y'all, y'all ain't telling me insecure is good for shit like this. They gonna put Condola to the back burn. And this is what I think they're doing with Daniel Fine ass too. They gonna put her to the back burn and then when you least expect they gonna pop back up like surprise. So, I think she's pregnant. Um, He says that he ended things with her. So, maybe she had an abortion. You know, I don't know. I don't know. (laughs) So, whatever. But, Issa and Lawrence, for the most part, is back together. And for me, it's too much too soon. So, Issa, in the spirit of being transparent, tells Lawrence, hey, you know... I'm going to help Nathan move. We used to mess around. Is that cool? And I could see why Issa did that because she did cheat on Lawrence before and they off to a new start. So she's trying to be transparent and do that whole thing. But for me, Miss Mamas, it's too much too soon. You don't owe Lawrence shit, honestly. If I if I'm inclined to be honest, I don't feel like Issa really owes him that right now. I mean, he was I, he's still doing him. Y'all can't tell me otherwise. Lawrence is not only messing with Issa. Y'all cannot tell me that man was very hurt by Issa. So I feel like Lawrence is going to take Issa on a damn joy ride. Just to to get back before he gives her his all. That's just what I think. Those are my predictions. I just think Issa going too hard. Because when she went over there with Nathan, she like completely friends on Nathan. And I mean, I get it. But... I just don't feel like she had to be all like, well, yeah, me and Lawrence are back together. And, you know, she, I just feel like she was doing too much. Don't y'all, it wasn't me or was it just like, girl, you going to bed way too soon for this nigga. You don't even know how he about to come at you. You don't even know how he about to handle you. Just because y'all bad hunching again, girl. Mm. Seen it too many times, child. But that's Issa Love. Like, Issa loves Lawrence. 
so them being back together doing whatever to any capacity she's happy so i i get it but I, whatever so <laughs> you could tell lauren i mean nathan is kind of salty about it um because he started throwing little slick shots and i can understand that because you know nathan been dealing with his whole bipolar shit he did ghost Issa. And, you know, we found out he was dealing with the mental issues. So, I'm going to give him a pass for ghosting her because nobody really understands that bipolar and depression shit until you are in it and experience it and going through it yourself. You don't really want to talk to nobody. You don't want to be seen. You don't want to talk about what you're going through. So, you just ghost everybody. Been there, done that. Currently trying to undo that. So, I totally understand Nathan. But since Nathan been back around, I feel like he has really been making good on the way he handling Easter. Like, he's there for her. Lawrence is that guy that is just around. He's just always, like, there for Issa. And, you know, I guess he's just in a better headspace when he's on meds or whatever. So, it's like he's picking up the pieces. And he was there for her. You know, he put the word in um, Andrew's ear to get her their performer for her block party. He was there supporting her at the block party. Nathan, Nathan is really proving himself. And I wasn't team Nathan in the beginning, but I don't know. I'm just feeling him. I'm just really feeling the way he is handling Issa. I really like it, but she digmatized and that girl still got feelings for Lauren. So, honey, Nathan might as well go ahead and swap places with Daniel some goddamn well. Um... So, she ultimately does help him move, whatever. Um, Issa and Molly go out to eat. I told y'all I'm not going in order. Who we 18 minutes in and all I talked about is insecure. Forgive me. <laughs> I should have did this shit at the end. But, y'all know this is my show. So, we here now. They go out to eat. Um, I don't like shit like that. I don't like elephants in the room. We are grown. And aside from being grown, we have established a decades-long re- relationship, friendship, Let's put the shit out on the table. What Issa wanted to talk about was the block party. At some point, Issa got to let go all this this awkward shit. Girl, you're a grown-ass woman. You are 30. You are in your career. You are finding yourself. What she should have did is, hey, girl, how are you? Have things been good? Okay, I really called you here to talk about this block party. What the fuck went on? I don't like this X, Y, Z. She just was going around and around with this this awkward, lame-ass, small talk. Like, I be wanting to shake the shit out. Issa, like, girl, open your damn mouth. You is grown. <laughs> I get so aggravated with her sometimes because I think the whole issue could have been wrapped up at that brunch had Issa just say, listen, this is why I brought you here today. They could have kicked, screamed, hollered at one another. They could have talked about all the shit that happened before the block party that even got them there to that point. And they would have walked out kumbaya or agreeing to go their separate ways. But now it's just Issa fucked around and got her feelings hurt at that game night or whatever you want to call it. I think if Issa just would have put it on the table at that brunch and Molly is so high and mighty Molly just feel like somebody's supposed to kiss her ass. And I cannot stand that. Because, bitch, you are fully capable of having this conversation to be like, listen, girl, 
I know why you, I know what you really want to talk about, so let's just go and get it over with. You want to talk about the blog party? Like, I'm just, oh, they, they fucking frustrate me. This show stressed me out, but I love, I love them down. When I say I love Insecure Down, I love it. So, nothing really got resolved at the brunch, but see, Issa kind of felt like it was resolved because they was laughing and kicking and drinking. And mommy was like, shit, that was it. It was just very surface. Um, so long story less long. Let's kind of fast forward a little bit. So uh in the we actually for the backtrack <laughs> Nathan and Molly go over to Aunt Andrew's house to get more stuff because Nathan is moving out of Andrew's house in his own place, whatever. Um, and Molly is there with Andrew. And they invite Nathan and Issa to stay. Um, and at first I felt kind of good about it. I felt good. So they talking, Molly and Issa reminiscing. I'm here for all of this shit, right? Oh, Molly got to fuck it up. Oh, Molly girl. I'm, I'm, I'm really tired. Molly fucks around and sends Issa a message that was intended for Andrew. And the message was like, see, I'm trying with her. Bitch, what's up with you? Like, you trying with her? Come on, man. Meet that girl halfway. That shit irritated me to my soul. And then, of course, Issa got mad and walked out. I I ain't gonna say Issa got mad. Issa got damn hurt. That is hurtful. Because in Issa's mind... That, that little brunch meant something. Which that shit was surface as fuck. We all knew it didn't. But to Issa, it meant something. And she felt like, okay, we're making progress. Da, 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 da. Th- that's why I say they should have just talked shit out at the damn brunch and got it over with. But, you know, Issa go outside. Molly follow her. Now Molly all like, oh. um, <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry, guys. I said I wasn't going to clear my throat again. I couldn't help it. Molly, Molly follow her out the door girl i didn't mean to, to see that but you know all in all shit have been fucked up way before the block party right um and Issa was basically like you know i thought we was good we had brunch and then molly shoots back with basically that brunch ain't mean shit and it didn't molly should have just took the opportunity to say i'm sorry Issa should have took the opportunity right in and there to say what she felt but Issa was hurt. She was tears in her eyes. I done been there before. Um, and she didn't. She just called an Uber and left. And it's like nothing is getting resolved. And it's so frustrating because all of this shit could be resolved with just a simple conversation. But I understood Issa in that moment. It's like I ain't got shit else to say. You know, you you showing you showing me who you are and what it is. So I don't have nothing else to say because Molly was like you know, basically where you are and where I am is just not aligning anymore. And we've all done with that. I done left work in tears over an argument with a friend. The same friend who I said was an entitled bitch and she thought she was perfect. Yeah, that friend. Because you, like, they just mean so much to you when you've been friends for that long. So, I, I totally get where Issa was coming from. I think she was just... I think she was just hurt. I think she was just really, really hurt. Um, But, again, no resolve. So, we'll see what happens on the next episode. What we got? Just two 
left. So I'm I'm very curious to see what's gonna happen. I mean, I don't know. And we're not even seeing a lot of Tiffany and Kelly. Like they're so in the background, and I need more of both of them, especially Kelly. We've seen what Tiffany has got to offer. Her man, her baby, her superficial, all that bullshit. We don't I feel like we don't know shit about Kelly. We we see her with some niggas here and there, but we don't know who her boo is, what her living situation like. Like, we don't know what Kelly got going on over there. We need just like we got a whole episode about Molly, a whole episode about Issa. I need a whole episode about Kelly. So we're gonna see what they give giving. Shout out to Carrie uh Washington. She directed this past episode and it was really good. Very, very good, honey. So all right, we got insecure <laughs> out the way, and <laughs> we almost like halfway through the podcast. So I ain't saying I'm gonna run through these topics, but I'm a power walk through these motherfuckers. Okay. <clears throat> oh my god, sorry. I'm so sorry. It's so ghetto and clear throat in the podcast. Where's my water, Jesus? All right, let's get to it. George Floyd. George Floyd was. Finally laid to rest on Tuesday in Houston. Um, yeah, man. I think I think with George Floyd being laid to rest, I think it's time for his family to have their grieving moment. I feel like they haven't really had that. Um, since he passed away, it's been on go. Protests, riots, demonstrations, it's it's just like been on gold like people just want to speak to them and i think it's time now i think it's time for the people on the outside to keep doing the work still fuck shit up y'all know i am pro burning to the ground um still do that but it's just time to give the floyd family their time to grieve without uh an interview without a camera in their face without any of that I feel like they deserve that. It's been a lot. These last two weeks have been trying, to say the least, for us. So I can't imagine what the family is feeling. But I want to call out some shit that I've been seeing because I feel like I could be real honest with y'all. Is it me? Or are they treating George Floyd's? daughter and granted she's only six years old so she does require much more attention than adults right so i get it but is it me or are they speaking of george floyd as if he only had one child and in fact he had uh quite a few children well not quite a few let me just google it hold on (laughs) george floyd children because I never really got a full count on how many kids he had, but I know he has at least one grown son. Um, and for me, I just am of the belief that even if they're adults, like they lost their their dad. Like I know the little girl lost her daddy, but these other let me see it says he has five children ages 6 to 22 okay so five people lost their father 
And I feel that the media has, and the world really has wrapped their arms around just his one daughter. But I empathize with all his children. I mean, they all are in need of assistance. Like, I just, you know, um, what's that man's name? Kanye set up a scholarship for the daughter. Super, super, super dope. Right. Um, Texas Southern University offered her a full ride scholarship. Again, super, super dope. Okay. That is, that's just amazing how the world is rallying around this little six year old. And she is going to grow up knowing that her father changed the world. And that's just, that's amazing to me. Um, but at the same time, it's just like, uh, I know his other kids are grown, but 22 is still very young. That's a young grown. That's a young adult. Um, are the other children in college? You know what I'm saying? Or are they in high school? If, if it says ages six to 22, um, is the age range of his five children. So they could be college students. Some of them can be in high school. I just, have we checked on them, right? Like, do they need help with college? Do they need help with school? Do they need some money? Do they, are they okay, period? You know, it's just, uh, it's kind of cringy to me a little bit because it's like, and maybe they don't want the spotlight. Maybe they like keep them damn cameras out my face. Maybe. But I don't know. For me, I just feel like there should be GoFundMe's for all his kids. There should be college opportunities for all his kids. There should be just all of these opportunities and blessings that are being poured into his youngest daughter. I don't think that we should forget his older children. Um, you know, and I don't know the circumstances. Like I say, I don't. I don't know, but it's just. I can only imagine losing my dad in such a public way and it's sparking an international movement and no one is even, how do I want to wear this? No one is acknowledging me or treating me as if my feelings matter or, um, treating me like I'm his child basically so I don't know that's just something that I've observed and my heart's go out to all of his kids his baby girl yes because she's so young and likely doesn't fully grasp what's happening but all of his kids have my prayers his whole family really because some people did not ask to be in the spotlight they didn't ask for it and like I said maybe they don't even want it but I just pray for them. They, you know, they lost somebody. And the performative activism as a whole, though, because it's a lot of that going on. Um, I talked to y'all last episode about people just throwing money, throwing money, throwing money. <sighs> performative activism has to go. Um, Nancy Pelosi, them win them damn Kente Claus try that damn them sent me to my goddamn grave, honey. What? They kneeling with the damn Kenty Claus on. And wasn't it Nancy ass they had to help up off the floor, girl? If you don't get them arthritic knees off that goddamn pavement, hold you on about when to kneel, no way. Y'all ate Colin Kaepernick ass up for kneeling. 
But here y'all ass go in a goddamn dollar store kitty cloth. Some shit you can't even put in the washer and dryer. And y'all hoes is kneeling. Oh, so now kneeling is cool. Like Kiki Palmer said, kneeling is superficial at this point. Y'all just doing that shit for show. Y'all just, you're just performing for us at this show. You know what I mean? We're past kneeling, so we fucking shit up and we protesting and we rioting. Um, I think Jay-Z said that not too long ago and he got killed for it, but it's the truth. Kneeling got us where? Kneeling was a build up to the to the protest and the demonstration and the riots, and that's a great thing. But excuse me, now we here. We're here. We're here with the riots and shit. This is what's getting the change. If you want to be honest, this action is what is getting these reactions from these corporations, big businesses, police getting arrested and so forth and so on. So, you know, listen, don't kneel now, pool. We need a job to kneel a couple years ago and y'all wasn't here for it. You know what I'm saying? So I don't want to see you with your goddamn homemade ass kitty cloth kneeling. With them bad ass knees, your ass can't even get up. Ho, you ain't never knelt in your life, but sucker did. Get the hell up, Nancy. Girl, ain't nobody falling for that. All this performative shit, I seen the white protesters washing the feet of the black protesters. Like, huh? I seen a couple getting married at the protest. Oh, honey, this is too much. <laughs> I seen the streets being, uh, uh, what is she called? Spray painting with Black Lives Matter. Listen, that's great. I am happy that we are spray painting in the street Black Lives Matter. Love it. Great idea. But, bitch, we need action. If Black Lives really, really, really matter, the way y'all spraying all that goddamn Home Depot paint on the damn sidewalk and in the streets, then we need to be about that action, like Beyonce said. Where's the action? Where are the laws? I've seen a couple states are getting rid of the chokehold technique that police do. This is what protesting and rioting is getting us. Change of policy. Action. That is some shit that kneeling didn't get us. So for people who are confused about that, and some people are offended by saying that we passed kneeling and kneeling don't matter, kneeling was like the beginning of all of this. You know what I'm saying? It's all a ripple effect. Kneeling did not get us change to police policy. That is a step in the right direction. That is the change that I personally want to see. You know what I mean? Because everything else is superficial if we ain't really talking action. Um, what else did I see? Um, YG did a music video out there. The only reason why I wasn't, I guess, super, super pissed off at YG for filming a music video at the protests was because the song is called Fuck the Police. That's the song he was filming for. So I personally can't see what other setting he would film that in. I don't know. But people people was dragging YG and I understand because it looks like, oh, you only doing this for cloud. You doing this to profit off of whatever, whatever. But I think with YG, it was more or less like, if he don't shoot a track called Fuck the Police at a protest, where would he Where would he shoot it? So, I don't know. And, I don't know. <laughs> but, it's just a lot of cloudy shit going on 
it's a lot of performative activism going on. That couple who got married at the protest, I just want to hear for it. I'm sorry. I just want to hear for it. I just, I don't know. It's like y'all do shit when the cameras are rolling. And I'm just, I'm just over it. It just doesn't seem genuine. Like I said, a lot of these corporations are just throwing money at Black Lives Matter right now because they don't want to be the one that's performative activism where you didn't give a fuck about the cause, but now all of a sudden you throwing money at it and we will take your money. Black Lives Matter gonna take your money. But y'all was not messing with the movement. I see the NFL came out and now y'all support Black Lives Matter. Y'all blackballed the hell out of Colin Kaepernick. Y'all got rid of this man for kneeling at a football Like, oh, it's so disgusting. But, like I said, we will take your money. Um, It's just funny to me at this point. It's just, you know, it's just a little funny. Okay. All right. Speaking of performative activism. Well, maybe not. Um, So, where we at? Hold on. I done lost my goddamn place. I'm just scrolling. All right, well, we'll come back to that. Let's talk about this. Um, Nikki is doing a song with 6ix9ine. And some of the proceeds, I guess, are going to some Black Lives Matter um, organizations. How do y'all feel about it? Y'all were dragging it, obviously. So I know how y'all feel about it. Um, first of all, did I call it or did I call it when I said 6ix9ine was going to come home and be the man? And be right back on top. Told y'all. 6ix9ine got, for one, he got one of them fan bases that don't give a fuck if he snitched, killed, or whatever. They rolling. So, and his generation, I mean, his fan base is like Generation X. They don't give a damn about no damn snitching, girl, what? They love him. So, I knew he was gonna come home and be the man. A lot of people was dragging Nikki. For working with 6ix9ine, y'all should know by now. And it seems like Nikki and 6ix9ine had a really, really good working relationship when he was out. But y'all should know by now. Nikki do not give a fuck what nobody thinks. If she wanna work with somebody, Nikki is going to work with them. Nikki ain't never been one that gave a damn what the masses think. She's always went her own way since the beginning. And you know what? I say I like my entertainers to entertain me. So that's just what it is. I'm not a fan of 6ix9ine. I'm sure I won't be listening to this song. But the still shots of it, she looked absolutely gorgeous. But that's no surprise. So, but she did announce she was donating some of the proceeds to black organizations. I can respect that. Um, And, you know, I can respect Nicki not giving a fuck about opinions. Because honestly... Right now, we have bigger fish to fry, right? And people were saying, oh, Nikki's silent, Nikki's silent. But this is Nikki's way. This is her activism. Donating proceeds from the song to Black Lives Matter organizations or whatever, that is her style of activism, right? So listen, if that's how she getting the job done, that's how she getting it done. And quite frankly, the world ain't even focused on 6 9 snitching no more. We have bigger fish to fry, honey. So, um, she, she does a really good job of aligning herself with what is hot and what's popping. 
And Takashi 69 is popping. His views are off the charts. He's he broke damn Instagram records when he went live for the first time after being in jail. So Nikki has always been strategic. She's gonna align herself with people getting the views. Not that Nikki needs clout. She doesn't need any of that. Nikki, you need Nikki for clout. But she just she just knows what she's doing. She plays the game really well and I respect her for being a businesswoman, and I respect her for donating money from that to a good cause. So, rock out. Um, I'm not interested in seeing. Maybe I'll watch the video on mute. Because I ain't gonna lie, Nikki looked is so goddamn good in them video, the still shots. Like, they say Nikki pregnant. I don't know, but she definitely was glowing. She looked flawless. I mean, just... Nicki Minaj is just a beautiful ass woman <laughs> like she is just a drop dead gorgeous woman and that's coming from somebody who done seen her in person drop dead gorgeous I said this on Twitter one of the most gorgeous women I have ever laid eyes on so no surprise that she looks damn stunning in this goddamn upcoming video alright let's down music let's keep it with music so Akon <laughs> Is also working with 6ix9ine doing the Locked Up remix. They could have kept that shit. That shit is so corny to me. That song was so corny. I wasn't even mad that Akon did a track with 6ix9ine. I'm just mad at how corny that shit was. That song, it's, it sounded like a parody. It sounded like something that would have been like a Locked Up parody on Saturday Night Live or some shit. Like, I just was not here for it. And Tory Lanez enters the chat, of course. And he's like, you know, how you gonna remix Locked Up with anybody but me? Because y'all know that's Tory bag. Tory takes old songs, refurbished them, remixed them, and does his uh, chicks tape. He just did one, what that was, last month, something like that. So, Tory like, you know, why y'all ain't let me do it? Spectacular from Pretty Ricky enters the chat. And says, basically, I'm not reading shit verbatim. I just want y'all to be clear. If y'all ain't understood that all these 42 minutes, I'm not reading shit verbatim. Okay? Okay? We got it? Um, I'm just going off the dome right now <laughs> and reading my notes. But Spectacular basically said, you might as well just steal the sample like you stole Pretty Ricky's sample. And then Tori came with receipts showing that he did pay the publishing company who owns the said Pretty Ricky track. I'm not even really want to talk about that. This is what I want to talk about. Um, that's not uncommon. And Pretty Ricky themselves has said that when they started, I think it was Baby Blue's dad was managing them. And they had a fucked up deal. He was stealing money from them. You know, they lost a lot of money, didn't make a lot of money, whatever, whatever. So... It's not hard to believe that Tori was able to buy the publishing or whatever for the track. Like, it was, or I'm sorry, I'm probably saying that wrong. It's it's not unbelievable that Tori was able to pay whatever publishing company owns that music without Pretty Ricky being present. Because Spectacular argument was like, we ain't seen a dime of that money that we didn't get no payouts but he really need to take that up with the publishing company who gave tori the clearance you know what i'm saying this 
that shit is not uncommon and they have said that their deal was trash so i believe tori um he posted the receipts of the transaction him paying to use their song him paying the publishing company directly i personally did not know i mean i i knew but i didn't know as much i guess about the whole publishing thing like if you want to use somebody's music you got to pay the publishing company and then the publishing company is going to pay the artist for artists who don't own all their music so learn something new with that but um that was that child it's you could tell life is slowly returning not to normal nothing about life is normal right now we got the coronavirus hurricane season done started for us down in florida that's a big deal and the goddamn george floyd protest nothing about the world is normal but you could tell that um we are slowly getting back to the regularly scheduled program because the blogs are reporting on things they're reporting more on music and entertainment b simone says she ain't dating no man that working nine to five girl b simone just be saying shit at this point here's my thing with b simone um i think what b simone was trying to say i should have made this a main topic i don't know why because we're 45 minutes in and i still got some shit to talk about <laughs> so i really should have made this like the main topic but we're here now i think b simone was basically just trying to say that where she's at right now in her life just don't align with a man who work a nine to five but um i don't know see i'm just of the belief if you can provide me the lifestyle i want i don't give a fuck how you do it excuse my french I don't care if you have a nine to five. If you and I together as a couple, we have the lifestyle that we want to live, so be it. Nine to five it up. Like, I don't think people realize how much entrepreneurs are struggling. It is not as easy. And social media will teach you that. Become an entrepreneur, an entrepreneur, get your LLC. Everybody pushes this LLC shit. That's another thing I want to rant about. Somebody be like, oh, you rather buy a bag than get your LLC. Oh, that LL- you can get an LLC for the price of them shoes. Oh, people buying watches but ain't got no LLC. Everybody don't want no goddamn LLC. What the hell are you going to do with an LLC if you have no business, no clients, no merchandise, no nothing? That shit going to sit and sit and sit until it becomes inactive. And you're just not going to worry about it anymore. Like, stop pushing people to be entrepreneurs. This shit is not for the week. I've been an entrepreneur for the last seven plus years. And let me tell you, honey, you be up and you be down. This shit is like stocks. It's like gambling. You up, 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 and then your ass gonna plunge. And when you fall, bitch, you fall. You understand? It's like... Stop with this shit. But social media is like everybody got a business. Everybody got this. Everybody got that. So it just kind of teaches you that you ain't really doing shit if you don't have a business. And that is just not true. I have friends who have degrees. They have amazing ass careers making way more than my quote unquote entrepreneur ass and the entrepreneurs that I know. So it's like it's exhausting. Um, And it's also exhausting to say that people who work a nine to five are not hustlers i know people who work multiple jobs they work a nine to five 
Then they go somewhere from 7 to 3. Then they go into school online. I don't know what y'all call that over there in Hollywood, but bitch, that is a hustle. Period. When you working a nine, when you working two full time jobs and a weekend job and trying to go to school and trying to use the money you making to invest in some sort of business to better yourself, that is a damn hustle. You are hustling to better yourself. So I don't like the notion that nine to five people people who work regular day jobs clock in and clock out um, because she said she don't want a man that clock in but saying that you don't want a man that clock in because he's not a hustler that's just not true that is not this it's just not true i'm sorry it's not true um i know people with multiple jobs they're hustling to get product they're they're working these multiple clock in jobs to jump start whatever company they're trying to start you know what i'm saying buying product buying a website they're using all this nine to five money to pay for their entrepreneurship endeavors right or to fuck that because everybody don't want to be an entrepreneur paying for damn school you know so we have to we have to get away from that that entrepreneurs are somehow beneath i mean i'm sorry nine to fivers are somehow beneath entrepreneurs it's just not true most businesses fail i don't know if y'all know that i don't know if y'all really realize that majority of businesses are going to fail that first year it's not as pretty and easy as it sounds i'm sorry so just stop with that i mean i i just think she was trying to say that she don't want a man that don't align with her like for instance you know if you're a guy right and you go to college you get all your degrees you may prefer a woman who also has her degrees and you know that's fine it's nothing wrong with that it's your preference y'all want to live a certain lifestyle so or not even live a certain lifestyle because you can live that lifestyle with people who don't have degrees and don't own businesses like you could just find somebody with a good-ass job and y'all can live good together. And also, <clears throat> she was saying, like, a person who working 9 to 5 won't understand her being up at 3 a.m. handling shit with her business. I don't think that has anything to do with the 9 to 5. I think that just has more to do with somebody who understands and respects your hustle. Like, if I'm up till 3 a.m. doing my podcast and my nigga, I ain't got no nigga, but if I did... He in the room sleep. He knows what I'm up doing. If he got to go to work in the morning, that's fine. But I'm up trying to get this content out. I'm up doing X, Y, Z. The type of man that I'm going to align with is just going to respect that no matter what his job title is. You know what I'm saying? I'm just, I'm not of that belief because I've had guys who had demanding ass jobs who were entrepreneurs and while i'm sleeping they working but i respected it it's not something that i didn't understand i understood perfectly you know what i'm saying so i don't know it's it's just i don't know it's it's just this certain arrogance that some entrepreneurs have that they just feel like people who work oh you just won't get it like no i will just explain it to me like you know people are they're able to comprehend so, I don't know. I mean, it's her preference. I see what she's saying. You know, you don't want to be with somebody whose goals don't align with yours. You don't. 
So I think that's more or less what she was trying to say. Hell, I even had a hard time trying to explain to y'all what I think her ass was trying to say. So, child, it was a mess. But, you know, they was dragging her. Because, shit, not too long ago, she was just saying, oh, I can't protest because I'm a Christian. But we talking about sucking dick all day. But, child, I digress. Shout out to B. Simone. Ooh, girl. Moving right along. Um, I date men who got 9 to 5. So, if y'all got a 9 to 5, holla at me. Because my single ass is bored, phone is dry, and I'm looking for a nigga with a job who pay bills. Okay. Now, let me go. Let me look through the list. Did we talk about Russell Simmons? Y'all, we done went this whole podcast, 52 minutes. We didn't even talk about Russell Simmons. Girl, Uncle Russ. Uncle Russ. Uncle Russ. Do we have time? We'll try to make time. So, Uncle Rush, y'all know he's been the topic of multiple sexual assault claims across the board. Last time I checked, it was like 20. And since all of this started, he moved to Bali. And Bali is like a no extradition state. I probably butchered the hell out of that word just now. But basically, they ain't going to send his ass back. You know what I'm saying? For no criminal shit with the U.S. So he's protected there pretty much. So he's been over there. Um, the documentary has come out about his sex abusers, his sexual, um, not abusers, oh my god, accusers. Drinka, what are you talking about? His sex abuse accusers. Okay. It's called On the Record. It was on HBO. I'm gonna watch it. When I get off the line with y'all, I'm gonna go watch it. By Monday episode, we're gonna review it. Um the women spoke out. So he went on the Breakfast Club to defend himself, which is not something you see with a lot of artists facing sexual abuse claims, aside from R. Kelly. He went on there to defend himself. He said it ain't true. Russell said it ain't true. He said he took nine three hour polygraph tests and they all came back that he was telling the truth. Oh my God, y'all, this case is. Somebody lying, bitch. <laughs> like, I was just come out and say it. Somebody is lying. I am of the belief that I will never tell a sexual assault victim that they are lying. Never going to do it. Not my stilo. However, this story just has so many holes in it. Oprah Winfrey stepped away from it because she said that there was holes. Um, put that with the fact that Russell Simmons took a polygraph test and he said he passed it. I want to see those results. Okay. Since you say you passed a lot of tests, I want to hear from the administer of the test. Okay. I want to see the results from directly from the administer, not from you. Because if you took those polygraph tests, we should be able to see those. But somebody just ain't being truthful. And I have a hard time believing that 20 women are lying. I just, I don't see that. I cannot see that 20 women are lying on one man. Like, somebody, five of their ass can't be lying. Five of their ass is telling the truth. So, I don't know, y'all. And people were dragging the Breakfast Club for this interview particularly Charlamagne the guy. Y'all know people don't fuck with Charlamagne the guy, right? Y'all know people don't like him. 
Um, we ain't even got that type of time to talk about why people don't like him. People don't like him. So people were dragging him for even were dragging the whole show. But you know, when you think of Breakfast Club, you kind of think the Charlemagne the guy. He's kind of like the Beyonce of the show. So they was mad because people even gave Russell Simmons the platform. But my thing is, and what I have to respect Charlemagne the guy for, he asked the tough questions. He got right into the shit. Did you see the documentary? What did you think? Period. Charlemagne, he's an interviewer most of the time. I done seen some Charlemagne interviews I didn't really agree with, and I just thought he could do a lot better. But with this Russell Simmons interview, he asked what we wanted to know. We didn't go on there to listen to Russell Williams' ass talk about yoga and the house he built in Bali. We, no, we we wanted to know. And Charlemagne asked exactly what we wanted to know. I mean, he got right down to it. And people were dragging him. But at the end of the day, this is why they give Charlemagne these type of interviews. And like I said, all his interviews ain't been the tea. Sometimes Charlemagne just, he just do it a little too much. But for the most part, he's going to ask those hard-ass questions that everybody want to know, but people may be afraid to ask. And he asked it. And I have to give him props for that because I wanted to know. I'm sure y'all wanted to know. Like, what's the tea? What's up, Russell? Like, did you do it or did you not? And of course he said he didn't. Um... Yeah, man, this this one is a lot. I don't know. I encourage everybody to watch this documentary. They, but what I have noticed, since Oprah Winfrey pulled away from this documentary, it has not been promoted like it was. It's not being talked about like it was. I saw his accusers were on Twitter. They were dragging the Breakfast Club. His accusers, you know, have definitely kept it alive and kept it going, but... We ain't really heard much about this. I didn't even know it was premiering on HBO Max. I think it is. I have to get that app. I didn't even know it was premiering there. Um, I had no idea until I heard the Joe Budden podcast talking about it. And I'm like, I didn't even see nobody talking about it on Twitter. It wasn't trending. It wasn't shit. So, yeah. It's one of those things. We have to... I have, I'm going to watch it and form my own opinion, but... I'm going to just go on the record and say I just cannot see this many women lying. But it's just very conflicting because Russell said he took polygraph tests. He said he passed them. He said, he, you know, he, he his stance on it is very convincing. Put it that way. So we just have to see. It just remains to be seen, honey. Um... More will be revealed, I suppose. We're going to find out more. He says that he does come back and forth to L.A. So, I don't really know what that means. Um, I guess he was trying to say, like, he's not running from shit. Because he's back and forth to L.A. So, girl, I don't know. I just feel like the, the whole case is about to blow up. Honestly, this interview really backfired on Russell. I mean, he should have just sat down and ate his food because now people like me who didn't know nothing about this goddamn documentary, honestly, I thought they stopped it. Now we're going to watch it. And we finna form our own opinions 
based on it. Um, and those opinions will likely not be pretty. So, child, it's it's a mess. But you know, we gotta hold him accountable. If if he's a rapist, then that just is what it is. I'm sorry. Okay. Now let's see what we at with it. Uh, we talked about Tori. We talked about Russell. I gotta go back and look because I don't want to miss shit. All right, so this what we at with it. Um, so we heard about Russell, B. Simone, Wayne, Trina. We done talked about everybody. I want to know is cult is cancel culture a real thing? My answer is no. Uh, Terry Crews, he was talking some foolishness. I don't think it's real. Honestly, I don't think cancel culture is real because these celebrities that were quote-unquote canceling, they are still out here flourishing and making money. They're making millions. I feel that you cannot truly, 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 truly cancel someone until you stop listening to their music, you stop buying their products, you stop going to their shows, you stop following them on social media. You cut off all means of support. And as much as people get on social media and try to drag, 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 they're still supporting. Like with R. Kelly, prime example, it took a really long time to cancel R. Kelly. But I think R. Kelly is the only artist that has really truly been canceled in a long time well he the only one i can think of right off the right off right off the top of my head when we canceled r kelly when that surviving r kelly shit came about music streams we ain't doing none of that his shows was getting canceled before he went to jail all kind of shit so i think he's the only one that people successfully canceled even though he still has a really massive fan base um, but you just can't ignore that documentary. Now, other people, um, I, I don't know nobody else that been canceled like that. I'm gonna be honest. Shit, Jeffrey Star was taking pictures with Confederate flags and all kind of shit, and his makeup is still booming. It's still blossoming. So, no, I just I don't believe in cancel culture until you take your money out of their pockets. These people who you're quote-unquote canceling they're still going to be very active if terry cruz put out a movie right now you're gonna you're gonna watch it you're gonna stream it um trina put out some new music right now we're gonna listen to it and i'm a trina fan so i can speak about me i'm gonna listen to it i hate that trash ass bullshit she said but i'm gonna listen to it be simone with her lip glosses and shit people still gonna buy it so Lil Wayne, Lil Wayne is, Lil Wayne is just not fucking with the Black Lives Matter movement. He don't want no parts, and Lil Wayne is in his own bubble. But if he put out an album, we gonna stream it. So, I think cancel culture. Um, I, I don't know. It just, it just seems like a waste of energy. It just seems like when you, I don't know if it's a waste of energy because. I don't want to diminish anyone's efforts. So, somebody explain to me, when y'all say cancel somebody, what does that entail for you? 
That's what I need to know. Get to work, do your homework. I need to know what this cancel culture entail. That 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 we there we go. That's what we at with it. Because these people are still making money. So they don't look canceled to me. Now something that just hilarious said, and I, I truly think she may be one of them that's actually canceled. Cause I'ma be real, I don't think nobody really checking for just hilarious like that. No shade. No shade, no tea child. If she ever heard this, she will roast my ass to the gods. But I, I don't. Um, she just has said trash shit, you know, previously or whatever. But she was basically saying if we cancel everybody who is left. And they drug her for that and rightfully so. I, I thought that statement was kind of stupid. People have the right to be outraged and pissed off about shit. Like, I, I didn't really know what gave her the grounds to say no goofy shit like that. But, but on the same token, I need somebody to success to break down what canceling entails. And who have we successfully canceled aside from R. Kelly? Who who have we successfully canceled? Because canceling for me means money. Hitting you where it hurt money. So um I, I don't know. I just don't think it's really a real thing. You know, people be mad for a little while. People apologize and then we just kind of move on. So yeah, but y'all gonna explain it to me. I'm gonna hold y'all to that. Uh, let me see. We done talked about Tori, B. Simone, Akon, Nikki Russell. Who child? I am tired. I'm sick of talking to y'all hoes now. <laughs> but before I go, um, we have to talk about this new segment I'm doing. Yes, giving y'all hoes segment T. Um, it's a new segment. I'm going to test it out. I'm not going to say it's going to be permanent. It's not something that I'm going to say I'm going to do often. But we're going to try it for a few of the Monday episodes. And basically, it's called Our Good Sis. That's the segment, right? Write it down. Put it in your notes section. Our Good Sis is the segment. Um, And I wanted to do this segment because I don't know about you guys, but since I was like real young... I've always been an avid reader, researcher, viewer of missing person cases. I don't know why that's some shit that just has always been embedded in my mind. And when I read about a missing person's case, it just intrigues the hell out of me. And I've just always been a person who, I won't say enjoys reading about it, but... It just really holds my attention. My friends be like, yo, ask me to go back to school and be a goddamn investigator or some shit. So, I came up with this segment because there are nearly, there are between 64,000 and 75,000 black women and girls currently missing in the States, right? And I got them statistics from Women's Media Center by way of an article that was excuse me, published in Medium back in 2009. So, y'all can go check that out. But between 64,000 and 75,000 missing black women and girls, that's a big-ass gap. That tells me that they don't really know how many are missing. But black women go missing at alarming rates. And so, I really just wanted to do this segment. And like I said, we're just going to see how it goes. I don't, I don't know. Y'all might give me some feedback and be like, I don't like that scratch. It's trash. And then it's gone. Because the one thing about these damn Cake This Podcast listeners, 
When y'all don't like some shit, y'all gonna let me know. Okay? <laughs> y'all have been very vocal with me lately about, uh-uh, we don't like that. Don't do, like, just, y'all is on top of y'all shit. And I respect it. And, um, re- respecting my audience, y'all say y'all don't like it. Y'all the ones listening to it. I ain't gonna do the shit, right? But, um, so y'all can give me feedback and let me know what you think. So, basically, we're going to highlight, very briefly, some cases of missing black women. And the reason I want to do this is because the podcast, the Cage Podcast, is growing. Right? It's growing. It's becoming popular stream by stream, little by little, push by push. And I think that it's just very important that my black women be vigilant. Um, and just know that shit is going on. African-American girls make up 40% of sex trafficking victims in the United States. Which is a huge contributing factor to them going missing at alarming rates. Right. But because of that, I feel like a lot of their cases just does not get the same attention. Because authorities, law enforcement, whatever... For whatever reason, they're quicker to black, to classify black women as runaways or prostitutes when really they were forced into prostitution. So, it's a lot. Um, and I want black women to know. I think black women should be vigilant, especially the black women who live alone. Especially the black women who are coming home late night from work. Especially the black women who go to work. And it's dark outside and it's late night. And they have to walk to their cars and they live alone. Um, my parents always told me that somebody is always watching you, good or bad. Period. Somebody is paying attention to your movement. Somebody is paying attention to what you're doing. Whether it be it good or bad. You have those neighbors that look out for you. Right? Everybody. Well, not everybody. I don't and don't want it. But some people have really good neighbors that look out for them. You've gotten to know them. They know your schedule. So... They know if you got to go to work at 11 o'clock at night, they're kind of looking out for you. You know, those people exist. But then there are people who exist who mean you absolutely no good. And they're watching you to do harm to you and to just do no good to you. Right? So, as people, but as women, period, we just have to be aware especially us black women when you look at these statistics and you look at the fact that law enforcement will oftentimes classify us as runaways or just won't take our cases as serious i mean and that's something you can see if you watch the news if you see a white woman go missing it's everywhere a black woman can go missing during that same time frame she might get a quick little segment on the news and then we won't hear about it anymore. They can damn near go missing same time frame under the same circumstances. You know what I mean? So, it's a lot. Um, So, I'm just going to try to bring awareness on it. It's not going to be... Well, I don't know. I don't think it's going to be a whole podcast episode about missing black women. But I don't know. If it get that deep, we might dedicate a whole hour to it. Who knows? But... I think it's something that needs to be said. And we're just going to say their names. That's it. 
we're just going to say their names and we're going to throw out some information maybe surrounding the case or whatever the case may be the first one is going to be on monday's episode and i i'm not gonna lie to y'all i really don't know how i'm gonna structure the shit as of yet but i'm working on it i'm going to structure it in a way that's not gonna take too much time but it's gonna be informative um because you know i think a lot of these missing person cases are just sitting on shelves and they're becoming cold and people have been missing five ten years you know what I mean? Their families are not getting closure. So it's just something that I think we should just all be aware of. Um, and I think we should all partake in and just hear these stories and know that this shit is going on. So let me know what y'all think. I posted this new segment in pretty much every podcast group that I'm in. I posted it on Twitter. Um, been getting some good feedback, so we'll just see what happens. If y'all know of some missing person, missing black women, and their cases have not been national news, their cases have gotten very little input. Shit, send it to me. We'll highlight it. You know, but the whole point is bringing awareness to try to get our good sis home. That's it. Um, we are black women, and at some point, despite our differences, we are going to have to stick together. We got to come together on some. So, let me know what you think. Um, that's going to be dropping Monday. I don't know if it's going to be the beginning of the episode, end of the episode, but it's coming. So, that's our new segment, honey. And who knows? It might be trash. I may not be the person to have that conversation right i may be a little too a little too ghetto my voice just don't fit the bill but we're gonna try to see how it works if y'all hate it we can scrap it okay guys that's all i got ain't got no more i don't have anything else for you guys honestly um good episode episode 60 was good it was a little longer than i expected but you know child when I start talking y'all know how I give it up so I appreciate y'all for tuning in to the Friday episode episode 60 honey we made it I am so proud of us Spotify SoundCloud Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts I'm on what is it called Stitcher uh iHeartRadio anywhere you get your podcast aside from title I put it like that Y'all know, follow me, search the Cape Dish Podcast. Please follow. Please leave reviews. That's nothing. Whether you like the podcast or don't like the podcast, just drop me a review. Period. Just, that's it. Just, just give me a little piece of review, child, because I like to see what people is fucking with and what they not. So, if it's something that you really liked about the pod or you really hated about the pod let me know please because i'm just doing this shit off the fly i don't know what y'all like <laughs> well y'all been telling me lately i appreciate it but write me a little you know piece of feedback on the episode and just let me know and then i'll let you know other listeners know because they'll know what they're walking into when they get into the cage podcast handy 
So yeah, follow us on all of the streaming sites. Go stream, stream, stream. Thank y'all so much for running these numbers up. I am beyond grateful. Um, y'all can follow me at the Kate Dish Podcast on Instagram. Kate Dish Podcast on Twitter. No the just Kate Dish Podcast on Twitter. Y'all can follow me, Caked Up Dripped Out, on IG. You know, if you want to get up close and personal with the hostess with the mostest. Um, the website is being redesigned, but Kate Brand is on Poshmark. And you can follow Kate Brand on Instagram. Click that Poshmark link and y'all can see what we bring in, how we giving it up. I'm actually about to go add some new items to the Poshmark. That is not permanent, okay? That is just our little interim website while our website is being designed by our ever so slow graphic designer. But that's neither here nor there. So we wanted to give people a platform that they can still shop and see what we have going on at the Cake Brand. But it's we wanted to do it with a website that is trusted right so um yeah just let us know what you think about the pieces if you have issues with sizes or whatever feel free matter of fact i gotta go ship some shit first thing in the morning so feel free to hit me up let me know what you think of the brand size questions whatever whatever questions you is that's kate brand c-a-k-e-d brands on instagram honey um okay but until monday man Y'all know where to find me, man. I'm out and about. Please enjoy your weekends. Please social distance. Please wear masks. Please wash your hands. And please wash your ass. That's all I ask of you. Going into the weekend. Be safe. And please remember that Corona is still alive and well and taking prisoners. We have quite a few people that I know personally with the coronavirus now. Because they asked when taking it serious in the beginning, but that's neither here nor there. Please, 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 please take it serious. Um, just mask on, keep them hands washed. Let's continue to still wipe down our surfaces with the disinfectant wipes, bleach everything, clean your house, just clean, 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 clean. So that's what we at with it. Enjoy your weekend. I'ma see you girls on Monday. And thank you for listening to the Cake Dish Podcast, child. Toodles.